what the power of music and children has to do with your worship. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship team members, what is up? Brandon Dempsey here. Great to see you today. Hey, how's it going? How are you guys? Glad that you're here. We got Brandy Anderson right here with us, sitting in the hot seat, and she's about ready to go. And we hope that you guys are about ready to go as well, because we have some fantastic things to talk about in this time of worship. Let it begin. Thanks so much for being here, guys, watching on our live shows right here on Periscope and also Facebook Live. All of our friends and viewers, thanks so much for coming in. You guys are awesome worship teams and worship leaders. Also, you guys especially who have subscribed to our podcast. That's the Worship Team Training Podcast that you can find both on iTunes and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to the audio playback. We invite you guys to please sign up as well as our newsletter that you can find at worshipteentraining.com. And when you subscribe to the newsletter, you will get a three-day devotional. That is written by me, and that is a free download for your um, upload to your device so that you can take us with us on the go. Take you with us on the go is what I meant to say. Hope you guys are doing well. Let's get this thing kicked off. My name is Brandon Dempsey. I'm a follower of Jesus and happen to be the CEO and training director of worshipteentraining.com. What do we do? Exactly what we say. We train worship teams just like you, worship leaders, musicians, singers, pastors, audio tech, come to you on a Friday and Saturday to put on a workshop that's hands-on training for you and your team, customizable to, to look like you and not like anybody else because God hasn't called you to be like anybody else, but only you. We also have a mentoring program that you can check out, worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring, a 10-week program that revolves around you, your ministry, what you look like, your makeup, to help crystallize the vision where God has called you to be. You can check that out. And our university program, which is WTTU.co. If you just go back to worshipteentraining.com, you'll find all three things that we offer, workshops, mentoring, and the university. And speaking of university, we have Brandy Anderson right here who is a member of our university in which you can watch shows just like this every week at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, but we also have special Thursday trainings, webinars, unlimited webinars, and more like daily trains, which, which is music hands-on instruction that we do. Brandy gets to see all that. We hope that you get to see it all as well. So be sure that you visit WTTU.co. Brandy Anderson, this week we are talking about the power of music. That is today, this Thursday coming up at 11 a.m. on our university channel. You will find Annie Moses Band. We're going to be talking about what she does with her band, her group, as well as uh, the music that she's making. They're actually going to be doing some live performances, I believe, this Thursday. Plus, uh, we have our next Worship Morning Bible Study, uh, Monday Morning Bible Study, that is, next Monday, as well as our next Tuesday event. Be sure to look at all of the events at wttu.co slash events. Brandy Anderson from Community Church in lovely Chesapeake, Virginia. She is a vocal coach there, singer and worship leader and we're grateful to have her today brandy how are you i'm great 
great. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to meet with you guys today. That is awesome. I accidentally, we had the delay button come in and that echoed your voice, but it sounded cool because you had the most awesome intro that no one else had on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So those of you who caught that, that's what that was because she's so fantastic. Anyway, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's a little rainy here, but we're glad to have higher temperatures. It's been a little cold recently. I know. You can't go wrong in Chesapeake Bay, even if it's even if it's raining. <laughs> this is true. This I mean, are you, you're not complaining now, are you? No, not at all. I, mean, I love the rain. The rain rep- means better watermelon in the, in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so That's good. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, and also, you're, you're a member here at the university, and thank you for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Um, can you tell us some of the things that, you know, as we talk about worship, we talk about the, the power of making music. That is our text. That's our, our focus on today. What does the power of music mean for you? For me, music is definitely transformative. It's one of those things that just a melody, the right melody can soothe the spirit. The right lyrics can encourage, can uh, set people free. I know we talk about it every Sunday in a a lot of our services, but we don't think about how uh, impactful sometimes that just that really can be to an individual who is on the receiving end of what we do on stage. Right. Okay. So then tell us, what do you do on stage? What do you do at your church? Tell us about that. I am one of several several, uh, uh, worship leaders at a church in Chesapeake, and we have about seven services that go on each weekend at different campuses. And Mm -hmm. I totally love working with the group of people that we have. It's very diverse uh, age-wise, uh, sex-wise, as well as race. And with that particular group that I work with, we make sure that we create uh, worship experiences for all ages where everyone can connect with the heart of God and walk away knowing that they have encountered God himself. That's that's incredible. That's, that's awesome. So tell us, like... Um, how is uh, like? Tell us about the size of your worship ministry. You have seven services, so is it the same? I mean, sure, you rotate bands and groups. So tell us about that. Yes, we have. I want to say a little bit over one hundred people that we're rotating in and out of these three campuses. Uh, we have. I would say about seven or eight actual worship leaders that we rotate as well. And some of those that serve as worship leaders also serve as background vocalists. So no divas. We have no divas on our team. (laughs) And we also have a choir. So we are rotating choir members, musicians of all skill levels, uh, and also vocalists of varying uh, skill levels as well. Awesome. So you grew up in Chesapeake area or? Actually, I am originally from Richmond, Virginia, and I awesome. moved down to Chesapeake about seven, almost eight years ago now. Okay. All right. And so how did, how did God call you into being a vocal coach and to do what you're doing today? Well, I grew up in a ministry with a lot of people who could sing, not sing, <laughs> but folks who could sing. They could, okay. They could, they could sing the phone <laughs> book, right? I was grateful to be uh, included in their singing sessions. I was not one of those people who could sing okay. at the time, okay. but I was consistent. And as a result, God allowed my ear to be trained mm. to hear various harmonies and melodies and become a stronger singer. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I wish that I had as I continued to grow older was actual training available in church. Mm -hmm. So several of us got together.
together at church, several of the worship leaders actually, and we realized that there was a component that was missing in our uh, worship experience where some of the younger worship leaders and some who are just less experienced need someone to come alongside them just to kind of guide them during rehearsals and help them pick out those melodies that they hadn't quite trained their ear to pick out yet. Mm-hmm. So, so how- that's how I became involved. That's all. Tell, tell us more about that. Like what, um, how are you training up the youth in your church? Oh, wow. Well, we've got an awesome, awesome youth ministry, uh, community kids. Cool. We also have a youth ministry referred to as Alive, where okay. all of our middle schoolers as well as high schoolers have separate services. And then they come together once a month for Alive, Alive United. And in that process, wow. what we have in those services is an opportunity for children of various ages to minister to each other. So we've got middle schoolers who are helping out with community kids. We have uh, high schoolers who who are helping out with a live on the middle school level. And we have college age students who are helping out with the with the high schoolers as well. So no age is too young. No one is too young to begin being involved in worship ministry. So whatever we do, the kids are doing too. So there are hand motions and dance Wow. Uh, choreography as well as tracks. We're getting them used to using vocal tracks and click tracks and all sorts of involvement on that level. Man, that's awesome. Um, tell us like what are, what are some of the spiritual transformations that you're seeing within as you nurture the youth culture? What kind of stories are you seeing spiritually out of the youth? Well, for some kids that come to church, they're not quite sure how to get involved. They know they love music. And through the interaction that we have with the kids, just from from rehearsal times, I don't know if anyone else has any uh, wonderful experiences or memories of when you begin to uh, rehearse with people at church and just hang around with them. It's that opportunity to do unofficial discipleship. So just by spending time with that younger generation, they have the opportunity to hear about God, hear about the truths of God, be ministered to on a one-on-one level as well as collectively and learn also that it's not just about what they're going through, but that God has put something in them to give to the world. And I think that is so key that it's not just about kids coming and being taken care of, like mm. babysitting. Children's ministry is not babysitting. I'm sure I'll get an amen from several people out there. <laughs> There's so much more right involved. Right here, amen. But the kids, you know, young people need to know that they have something to offer, that ministry doesn't start when you turn 18. Ministry doesn't start when you finish seminary. Ministry starts as soon as you encounter Christ and know that he has done something special in you. Uh, can you give us a story of a personal testimony of what either maybe what you've gone through as a youth or maybe someone that comes to mind now in your church that has been through something to see them come out from the other side how's that sure I've got two, and I'll I'll make them short. One for me, I grew up in a church, like I said, we had a lot of people who could sing. (laughs) Uh, And during those younger years when I was there, I went through a period, maybe about seven years actually, where I was being picked on at church. I was being bullied, not in the sense now, but I was being bullied at church where I didn't even want to attend. I I could not stand going to church. I, I didn't like being around my peers because of that environment. But when I went home, my mother would spend time in personal worship. And I noticed that that was 
that was a uh, sort of a um, therapy session for her. And that was the example that I that I saw. So it began to become a therapy session for me. I would close mm. my door, have my little tape. Yes, I did say tape, folks. <laughs> <laughs> had my music. And I would worship before the Lord, off key, on key, loud, whatever it was. But as a result of that, God began to heal my heart and my perspective towards the people who teased, who teased me all those years. So when I wait, turned wait, about what's 14, this, what's I this, said, you know hold what? Hold on, hold on. What's this teasing part? What are you talking about? That <laughs> Does that really happen? Oh, yes. So, you know, kids picking with you even in, in church service, you know, poking at you, okay. uh, making fun of your hair, making fun of whatever. They, they, they were making fun of a lot of things. And I mean, I had a lot of stuff that could have been made fun of. Uh, wow. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. OK, OK. <laughs> but I did not. I talked to my mom and she said, don't let that stop you from doing what you feel that God has called you to do. If you really feel that God wants you to be involved. How old were so, you? I was uh, 14 at this point. 14 when, when all that happened. That okay. Yeah. So, what, so between ages 7 and 14, there was a lot of teasing here and there. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, when so, you say when you say that you didn't want to go to church, I mean, how, how did you really feel about that? But did you, you know, what kind of truth, though, at the same time was anchoring you as you went through that? Truth? No. Hmm. The one thing that my mom, and you'll hear me talk about my mom a lot, the one thing that my mom emphasized was it's about your personal relationship with God. And the same God who desires to change you and to heal you is the same God who has to change and heal those kids. Wow. So although you got a great I was mom. there for a yes. Awesome I mean, mom. I'm I just her. I'm just right now high fiving your mom. I don't know if she's watching this or not, <laughs> but you got an awesome child right here, and it's because of oh. you. It's because of you, mom. It is. It definitely is. That's awesome. I will show her this video afterwards. That's awesome. <laughs> but because of that, she said, you know, being a Christian is about you and God and how you hmm. can impact the world as a result of what He's doing in you. Hmm. So don't let what the hurt people in church are doing to stop you from experiencing all that God has for you. So I said, okay, I'm not going to let them stop. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to be involved. I joined the teen choir at the time. And from there, it just, it just skyrocketed. It just, I, we never would have known that 14 year old kid that joined the teen choir back in 1999. Um, we wouldn't have known that that kid would be a worship leader anywhere. Definitely. Only, it was only God, only God. Wow. And I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I had held on to that unforgiveness. Wow. So that's my story. So how did, okay. So then what was the, what was the key for you to forgive? My mom, once again, was yeah. constantly reminding me that it, forgiveness is a process sometimes, mm. uh, that that transformation in your heart doesn't occur overnight that each time you see that person or those people that spoke ill against you, that you have to love them. So these were kids that I was seeing in the hallways. These were kids that were in the in the other sections of the choir. I was a tenor. These are kids that were in the sections of the choir. I had to see them every week. And when I saw them, instead of giving them the evil eye, <laughs> I would love them. I, I would ask them how things were going in, with school. I would ask them, uh, you know, how are things with their family? I share candy with them. That's, you know, basic mm. level because you're 14. I mean, yeah. come on. But as a result of those actions, God changed my heart on a consistent basis. Me saying, okay, yes, this was someone who talked about me, but 
if Christ has taught me to love, then that would include people who have hurt me, even those who are within the fold, within the mm. body of Christ. Mm. So that was a huge thing, a huge turning point for me. That's, I mean, I can, we can hear that coming out of you. So like, give us, give us another window of you working with the youth in your church right now. Those that are, those that are 14, 16, 20, what do you see them? Where, how do you see them walking in this world today? I see a lot of them. They originally come to the worship team excited because uh, they have gifts and talents to to give, and then like many of us, e- even at older ages, yeah, get bogged down by the cares of this world. Mm-hmm. So, as older leaders, the biggest thing for us has been walking them through trials and helping them to stay keep their eyes on God, helping them to understand that there's substance to what they see on the stage. That although the lights are amazing, the music is amazing, it's wonderful to crank out your favorite you know, Hillsong United tunes uh, or Hillsong Young and Free tunes. But the rubber meets the road when you get off that stage and a situation comes up in your mind with the anxiety that you're dealing with, with the depression that you may be dealing with. And you are are challenged to believe that thing that you've been seeing. Do you really believe it? So the biggest thing for us is walking them through that process saying, yes, these are songs that we love. These are songs that are speaking truth. But there are times in our lives when singing those things may not be easy, when believing those things may not be easy, but we choose to believe those things because we know God is faithful. So I would say that is the biggest thing that I've seen, um, just watching them transform from uh just being excited about being there and then seeing truths of Christianity, truths of the gospel taking hold in their hearts in such a transformative way. We've had some kids who were battling depression and anxiety on a regular basis that have become stronger and some who feel that they are totally delivered as well. Uh, others that we're just, you know, still walking through various processes, uh, various experiences with them where they've got turbulence going on in the home, just mm-hmm. all sorts of craziness, but we're teaching them to be grounded in their faith through music. So like, uh, what do you, what do you see as like the, the common denominator of, of where is this fear coming from? They're fearing what those in their younger years, what, are, what do you think they're fearing? Um, it is, I think it's just an overwhelming sense of anxiety about all the things, mm. <laughs> just uh, trying to balance life, trying to balance, um, kids nowadays are so overscheduled. They're so involved in everything. You've got kids that are involved in sports. They're also involved in music, involved in church, involved in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. And and then on top of that, they're studying, you know, trying to get to college or trying to pursue a career. So I think it's just the pressure of having to perform uh, in various arenas of their lives. And then you've got the... the, uh, you've got social media that comes in too. So you've got images of these grand lives that they feel that they have to aspire to. And uh, that plays against, you know, who call, who God has called them to be. It's just, they're overwhelmed and it's, it's, it's precious to be uh, given the opportunity to walk them through, walk with them through that process of, of anchoring themselves in the Lord and, and standing firm in their faith. 
Yeah. So, so a lot of kids, you know, they, they want to beef up, they want to make their Instagram, Snapchat look like, you know, they're all that. And then when they find out, when they figure out the the real deal that they're not, how do you help bring them into alignment of really who they are called to be? Well, a lot of it is one-on-one ministry. Sometimes it's just in between songs while, you know, uh, as sometimes as I'm serving as a background vocalist, I may pull them aside while mm-hmm. the worship leader is working something out with the click track, Ableton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know, it's just one of those moments where you speak truth into them. Uh, sometimes spending time outside of church. I know we are so busy with that, but uh, and then the other thing is, I love to choose when I am the worship leader. I love to choose songs that I know will minister to that person that I've asked to lead the song. Mm. So we make sure that our young people are allowed to not only serve as background vocalists, but also to lead songs within our worship sets for the um, for our main services. So if I'm looking at a worship set and I go, you know what, I know so and so is dealing with something along these lines, and this song would be so key for them right now sometimes i will assign a song that i know will be an anchor for them in that particular season of their lives wow so um you've you've shared a lot about what and how you're ministering to younger generations i think that's awesome because you're so right i think a lot of them come through the ranks of well this is what i'm told to do this is what i'm supposed to do and they may not even really realize this is what they are to do or maybe they don't even want to do that mm-hmm. um but you're providing you're providing a ministry that these children have an outlet that it's it's like you know you're giving them an opportunity to serve and to minister to and what makes it unique is the story that you bring to the table it's it's who god made you to be it's uh brandy it's it's the the way god had moved through your mom and what you're pouring into and i think that's just awesome um what do you say to those right now that lead worship and maybe they only have a few maybe their church is a lot smaller they their youth size is a lot smaller maybe they can't get as many youth or children into their group or into the ministry uh what do you say to help encourage or to help spur them on I would say first, be aware of the young people in your church. There have been a lot of spaces that I've gone in and out of where uh, when adults are are introduced to new people that are coming to the church, the interaction is often adult to adult. And the children are kind of standing off to the side and there's not a lot of interaction between you and that child. Uh, I think sometimes we, we have that old mindset about children being seen and not heard. Hmm. And that shouldn't be the case within the body of Christ. And I, I don't believe that youth ministry is a thing that you just have to be called to. I feel that all of us should have some sort of interaction with kids on a regular basis. I'm not saying that you need to be assigned to pass out the snacks in children's ministry. We're not making you do that if you're not <laughs> fit for you know children's ministry in that manner. But as far as when you see the kids that are in your church, interact with them, talk with them, ask them what they're interested in, ask them, uh, incorporate them in, in helping with small tasks. We had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful older woman at my church where I grew up. I was part of that ministry for 25 years. And everyone in the city of Richmond, Virginia knows this woman. Her name is Mother Randolph. She was so good at just grabbing a child here or there and saying, hey, 
can you help me pick uh, um, carry this stuff from the car? And as she's mm-hmm. doing little things like that, she gets to know about their family, gets to know about the school that they go to, gets to know. She establishes relationship and, and, and trust. And I think that um, a lot of us, like I said, we, we forget that the kids are there sometimes until we hear a child crying or mm-hmm. until a child does something bad. Yeah. So if it's a smaller ministry, Give the kids an opportunity to serve, even in the sound ministry and, and uh, as an usher in little aspects of things. You don't have to have a huge ministry with a large youth ministry budget in order to incorporate mm-hmm. in, uh, the younger generation and reach that generation. Awesome. You know, I, I love what you said about Mother Randolph because I know if I didn't have the very many men and women who reached out to me when I was younger and said, hey, I would not be serving in the church today. That's just plain and simple. So is it, do you feel that children can make or break a a growth in church? Yes. And why? I say that because I think we forget that the church is a living organism. Uh, It's always evolving. It's always getting better or should be. Uh, If it's not evolving and getting better, then it's stagnant. And if we are just focused on the generation that is old enough to support the church through tithes and offering, then at some point you won't have anyone to preach to. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to run out. (laughs) It's the circle of life. (laughs) That's true. uh, And also, we, we love to pick out little stories here and there in the yeah. Bible about what David did when he was a young person, when Sam, what Samuel did when he was a young person. Even Esther and Ruth, they were not as old as we, we would think they were. I think we forget that God works through the youth. So I think that if we are overlooking the importance of the next generation, then we are essentially shooting ourselves in the foot as the church. We really are. Jesus himself had profound things to communicate to the people in the temple when he was 12 years old. Now, I'm not saying that we have a bunch of little Jesuses running around in our churches. However, (laughs) let's not overlook the fact that God himself thought that it was important even at 12 years old to start communicating the will of the father. Mm. So I don't think that um, that it is beneficial to the church uh, when we overlook that age group or that demographic mm-hmm. and the development of that demographic. Mm-hmm. I love that, Brandy. Um, Michelle's chiming in, one of our other members. She says that it's important for our youth to enter into the presence of God. Those yes. encounters change their lives forever. Yes, yes, they yeah, do. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, gosh, that's awesome. Can you tell us, uh, Brandy, what, I mean, you're, you've been a member here now at Worship Team Training University. Can you share with some of the folks some of the things that you've been learning? I, first of all, I love these types of opportunities where I can log in in the middle of the day and hear from uh, other worship leaders, but also industry professionals, because sometimes we can work in our little silos, especially when you are one of the primary worship leaders at your church in week in, week out, you are constantly Mm. at your church. So I love these opportunities to kind of log on and hear what other people are doing that may be beneficial to us, things that we could probably tweak here and there just to kind of kick up the level of excellence at the church. Mm. And also the other thing that I really enjoy, Brandon, that you guys do is um, the devotionals on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really do enjoy that. Sometimes I can tune in live and sometimes I I catch the replay. (laughs) But I think that so many of the resources that are out there now and 
and, and you'll hear me say that a lot because I'm a researcher. I'm a person that loves to look for resources. I'm yeah. always Googling and, and trying to see what I can find on YouTube to help our team. Uh, I don't see that many devotionals or interactive kind of devotional opportunities for worship leaders. And I think that is so key. We're all wanting to have this level of excellence that we see broadcasted on Elevation with um, Bethel and with North Point and Hillsong. We love them. And I love what God is doing through those churches. However, on the flip side, we don't always get to see the time that they spend in personal devotion and in personal times of prayer and things of that nature. So I'm glad that this opportunity through that, uh, that through this platform is, uh, is available for us to tune in and get refreshed after a long weekend of leading worship. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I, and I know for, for, uh, for Bethel Elevation Vertical, I mean, they all do their own makeup of what they do in worship to, Mm -hmm. you know, their, develop their spiritual life and to lead their ministries, which God has blessed so incredibly, um, you know, so I appreciate your words. Thank you for that. I mean, we, we definitely, what our aim is to come behind and to walk alongside uh, worshipers. Uh, Brashina, thank you so much for sharing your comments as well on uh, Periscope. I see you. Our, our, our whole goal is to walk alongside you, worship leaders and teams. That's why we're called Worship Team Training, because we believe in the power team and believe in what God is doing through your ministry. And to come, you know, in behind the scenes about the spiritual preparation, the development of music skill, all that stuff stuff. And Brandy, I thank you because I mean, you're like out there, but everything that we post, you're always amening, you're, you're <laughs> commenting, you're giving feedback. And so it's been a real treat to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. We're going to have you back and hear some more from you. So if you would stay right there for a second. And guys, uh, we thank you for coming in and joining us today. And we ask, hey, if this is the first time maybe you're watching this broadcast, thank you so much for being here. We ask that you would. I didn't say this at the top of the broadcast program, but type in your name and country where you're from. Be sure to hit the like button or follow button, depending on which platform you're watching this from, so that way you can get all of the notifications that come up so you can join us every week here. And be sure to check out WTTU.co. All you need to do, uh, look, if you want even a, um, a, a, let's say, a discount uh, to get you into the program, all you need to do is comment, Arthur, what's up? Thank you so much. I'm so sorry, Arthur, you commented here. Holly Harris, what's up? Uh, yes, the same church. She's fully agree. If one doesn't build a relationship, then it doesn't work. Thank you for that, Arthur. Appreciate that, man. And Holly says, uh, building relationships is so important. Thank you both. Boom, boom, boom. And Michelle as well. Thank you so much on our friends on Facebook Live. So yes, and Holly also is a member here at WTTU. So, you know, guys, uh, there's... There's a lot of things that we do here for you. The whole point is to walk alongside you within your ministry, and we thank you for joining us. Brashina, she's from Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much, sweetheart. So, guys, if you're interested in joining our university program, two ways you can do it. You can go WTTU.co, just like how Brandy did, and you can see all that we have to offer. Look at the events. Look at everything that you get on the pricing page as well. And if you want to do a free trial for seven-day, just Instant message me right here. No matter what platform you're watching on or listening back to, just comment, instant message. I'll give you the link. If you want a discount for your church, we can do that too. But 
more than anything, uh, we encourage you to get help somewhere because God has called you for your worship ministry to empower and to equip them. So whatever means that God has presented to you that's available, use that to equip your church. This is what we're encouraging you to do. And we thank you guys for watching us. Uh, be sure to join us back next week, Tuesday. Don't forget this Thursday with Annie Moses Band. It's going to be great. We have more guests coming up, slated for the rest of this month. And uh, well, what's left of it for like another week of April, but we got more guests coming for for May. Don't forget that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. Brandy, thank you again for being with us today as well. Sorry. <laughs> thanks, guys. Awesome. And we'll see you guys back next Tuesday and hopefully sooner. Have a wonderful day. See you guys soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. All right, worship teams, worship leader. It is time to get moving with your training. Look, you've listened all the way to this podcast, and thank you so much for which we are grateful. But how are you taking your training up to the next level? I mean, come on. You're listening to the very end of this podcast because of something. Could it be you developing wanting to know more about your skill, you wanting to learn more about the many ways that you can serve your church, the many ways that God has already called you to lead your worship? And then how are you growing into that? What are you doing right now that says, for the next three to five years, this is what I'm investing in. This is what I'm doing because of what God has given me for this gift, for this talent, for this skill, for this ministry. What are you doing doing about it? This is why, my friends, we are here at Worship Teen Training and Worship Teen Training University. Look, I had an awesome time with Brandy talking about children, talking about how to involve them within ministry. The question now comes to you, what are you doing about it? You've heard this broadcast yourself. What are your thoughts? Where has God called you? And how are you being equipped to go to the next level where, the, the next level where God has called you to be? How are you getting there? That's the question. That's what was asked of me when I was younger. Brandon, how are you going to take what God has given you and step into the next area, the next territory where God has called you? Because if They said, if you're not getting equipped right now, Brandon, you have no business being here. But if you desire to go where God is called, you need to get equipped today. This is why I ask you, worship leader, worship team, what's your decision? Where do you want to end up? Have you thought about the next few years ahead of your life? Because I'm telling you something, when you do, then you're starting to reevaluate your priorities and what you value. And then what you value should come into action. Look, we're all limited by something. That's that's the key. We're all limited by something. I don't have this in my life. I don't have that resource. I don't have that budget. I don't have this. I don't have that. We can go on and on and on until it just becomes something else like complaining. But instead of complaining about what you don't have, what are you working with what you do have? And this is why we're here to help offer you these resources. You get these podcasts every week. We also put out other material throughout the week that you can grab. But if you want to take your step a little further, 
just like you've heard from Brandy today, go to WTTU.co and become a member. I'm telling you, it will invest and equip your ministry in a way like never before. Only you can make that decision. Only you can take that step. And if you need me to help you, email me, Brandon, that's B-R-A-N-O-N at WTTU.co. I'll either give you a free seven-day trial or a discount percentage off and get into the program of your choice. Again, my email, Brandon, B-R-A-N-O-N, at WTTU.co. Sign up today because training awaits and your ministry is calling. See you next time.